Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin exchange withdrawals sink to seven-month low as users forget about FTX. That's right. The Bitcoin exchange users get comfortable as do-nothing December sees Bitcoin price volatility drop to record lows. Also in today's show, the Bitcoin hash rate recovers after a big freeze shuts down the miners. The Bitcoin network hash rate returned to 241 exahashes per second after a temporary 38% fall from a weekly peak of 276. Also in today's show, billionaire investor Bill Miller sees fresh opportunities for Bitcoin amid the sell-off. That's right. Miller was surprised to see Bitcoin did not slash half of its current price following the FTX implosion. Also in today's show, Bitcoin to defy traditional cycle theory next year with the big rally, says top crypto analyst tech dev. That's right. He says the Bitcoin will defy all the traditional theories of its market cycles next year. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also, crypto analyst Mikhail Van Pop unveils his bullish outlook for Bitcoin in 2023, quoting him right here. Everything that's beneath 18,600 can be classified as deviation or can be classified as trend continuation. If we're not able to get above 18,600, you can argue that you're looking at $12,300. However, the amount of people that are currently focused on on it is kind of heavy, which means that we are most likely not going to get there. Also in today's show, Bitcoin OG Max Kaiser claims that all cryptocurrencies but Bitcoin are securities and explains why. Quoting him right here, I've been saying this since 2011. If it is not Bitcoin, it's a security. El Salvador's new digital asset law makes this law. Najib Bokele understood this when he made Bitcoin a legal tender. Now the rest of the world is catching up. El Salvador is leading the world. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone just tuning in. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Today is podcast episode number 1144. I'm your host, JV, and today is December 26, 2022. Let's dive right into today's crypto market watch. As you can see here on Coin360, we got Bitcoin barely in the red for the day, still maintaining above 16,800. We have Ethereum barely in the red, up point, I mean, in the green, up 0.23%, trading just above $1,200. Litecoin, 
is having the biggest breakout out of the top cryptos. And then we have BNB correcting along with Solana, while XRP, Doge, and Polkadot are also barely in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at around $810 billion at the time of this recording, with about $22 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with a Bitcoin dominance the same as yesterday at 40% even, and the Ether dominance at 18 0.4% and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. We have Terra Classic leading the pack up 10% trading at 0.0001 followed by Lido Dow up 7.5% trading at $1.04 followed by the Graph up 6% trading just under 6 cents and below that we have Litecoin, ICP, and near protocol and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week we can see we have a mixture of gainers and losers for the alts including luna classic up 15 percent xdc up eight and a half percent and litecoin up 10.6 percent for the week and checking out the crypto greed and fear index one of my favorite indicators shows we're currently rated a 28 in fear yesterday was a 29 last week a 29 and last month a 22 in extreme fear so there you have it welcome again to everyone just tuning in let me know how your christmas holiday was drop some comments in the live chat and later we'll be doing q a where you can literally ask me anything and i'll be reading all of your comments out loud but now let's dive into our next breaking story of the day and dissect some bitcoin TA, shall we? Bitcoin exchange users have forgotten all about the FTX scandal this Christmas, according to the latest data. According to on-chain analytics firm Glassnode, exchange outflows have now hit their lowest levels in over six months. That's right, as Bitcoin volatility sets a new record low in what is being called do-nothing December, exchange user habits are also rapidly adjusting to the current climate after seeing an overwhelming surge in light of the FTX <clears throat> meltdown. Bitcoin withdrawals from exchange wallets have entirely reversed the spike, which began around just six weeks ago, having hit a peak of 142,788 BTC November 15th, or I should say the 14th. Outflows from the trading platform tracked by Glassnode have declined over 10 times. That's right. On December 25th, yesterday on Christmas, the latest date for which numbers are available, the total exchange outflows came in at just 9,352 BTC, which is a whopping drop of 93.5%, which you can see here in this chart brought to you by Glassnode. And more than that, the last time that outflows were so low on the daily basis was seven months ago, all the way back in May. And as reported in the immediate aftermath of FTX, exchange reserves declined by over $3 billion in a single week. In exchange, Bitcoin balances stood at 2.252 million BTC on Christmas Day, a drop of nearly 21% versus the 2022 peak of 2.845 million BTC back in January. Now, record low volatility is, meanwhile, showing in on-chain data with hodlers reluctant or in little need of moving coins. Glassnode confirms that unspent transaction outputs with a lifespan between one week and one month have fallen to their lowest numbers in 15 months, which you can see clearly in this chart. And the popular HODL waves metric, which groups UTXOs by age, shows a rise in coins which last moved one to two years ago over the course of December, as pointed out here. These now account for over 20% of the total Bitcoin supply. So there you have it. Let me know if you are short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto leading into 2023, which is right around the corner next week. Let me know in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss the Bitcoin hash rate and what is going on right here, shall we? Bitcoin's network hash rate returned to regular levels again days after freezing temperatures across the U.S. put a strain on the nation's electricity grid, leading to a temporary drop 
in the hash rate in the days leading up to Christmas, bone-chilling temperatures swept across the United States, leading to millions without power and claiming at least 28 lives. I would love to know in the comments how cold is it for you right now for this season. Let me know. Here in Puerto Rico, it's probably 80 degrees, so I cannot complain. According to reports, Bitcoin miners in Texas, which account for a significant portion of the country's hash rate, voluntarily curtailed operations to give power back to the grid so that residents can keep their homes heated. The disruptions appear to have put a dent in Bitcoin's hash rate, which typically hovers at around 225 to 300 exahashes per second. This fell to 170 exahashes per second yesterday, December 25th. And as of today, the hash rate has returned to 241 exahashes per second. According to data from hash rate mining calculator, Coin Wars, the Bitcoin's hash rate is calculated by measuring the number of hashes produced by Bitcoin miners trying to solve the next block. It is rewarded or regarded as a metric in assessment how secure the Bitcoin network is. The recent events prompted a controversial statement from FutureBit founder John Stefanop, who suggested that the fallen hash rate was due to a number of highly centralized mines in Texas turning off at the same time. Quoting him here, I know does not change the fact that a few large mines in Texas affect the entire network to the tune of 33%. Everyone's transactions are now being confirmed 30% slower because the hash rate is not decentralized enough. He said if the hash rate was distributed evenly around the world by tens of millions of small miners instead of a few dozen massive mines, this event would have not even registered on the network, he added. And Bitcoin bold Dan Held, however, refuted uh, his take on the events, arguing that weather patterns do not mean centralized ownership or control. And according to Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, the U.S. accounts for about 38% of the average monthly hash rate share. And the top four states in the country for Bitcoin mining include New York, Kentucky, Georgia, and Texas, all of which had experienced power outages due to the winter storm. However, Dennis Porter, CEO of Bitcoin Mining Advocacy Group, Satoshi Auction Fund, noted to his 127,000 Twitter followers December 25th that while the inclement weather, particularly in Texas, caused 30% of the Bitcoin hash rate in the U.S. to go offline, the network continues to work perfectly. Preach. Let's keep going. Now, cheap Power and favorable mining regulation in Texas has led to a Bitcoin mining ban in Texas in recent months, which now hosts to some of the largest mining companies around the world. Amongst those include Riot Blockchain, Argo, BitDeer, Argo, Compute North, Genesis Digital Assets, as well as Core Scientific, who have recently received a $37.4 million bankruptcy loan to stay afloat. However, recent weather events have only added to the Bitcoin mining company's list of headaches. The bear market has plagued Bitcoin mining companies to the tune of $4 billion in debt, according to the most recent data. And many notable U.S.-based companies have filed for bankruptcy in the recent months, including Course Scientific, while, or actually they were on the verge of it, while many other companies are approaching near insurmountable debt-to-equity ratios that require immediate restructuring. Now, the, tra the tragic weather events have impacted the Bitcoin price action thus far, which is currently sitting at around 16800 only down 0.27 over the last 24 hours. That's right. So there you have it. All I know is this, the Bitcoin price typically follows the hash rate. So as the hash rate continues to get stronger, making the network stronger, I think this is long haul or yeah, absolutely bullish for the King Crypto. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss Bill Miller's thoughts on uh, Bitcoin, him being a billionaire investor, legendary investor Bill Miller continues to be bullish on Bitcoin despite the crypto asset being hit by a brutal sell-off this year. The Baltimore investing giant rose to prominence by outperforming the S&P 500 from 91 to 
2005. He subsequently served as the chairman and chief investment officer of Miller Value Partners, which had $1.9 billion in assets under management at the end of August 2022. And despite announcing his retirement recently, Bitcoin remains one of his signature bets. In an interview with Barron's, the 72-year-old billionaire reiterated his optimistic stance and said that Bitcoin remains one of his top personal holdings. Miller sees the cryptocurrency as a potential store of value, much like digital gold, but clarified that other digital assets do not excite him and can be lumped together in the category of venture speculation. Quoting him here, most of them, like most venture investments, will fail. But I have never heard of a good argument that you shouldn't put at least 1% of your net worth into Bitcoin. Anyone can afford to lose 1%. Breach. The FTX bankruptcy caused severe disruption in the market and proved to be a catalyzing agent for the crypto winter. Miller, for one, said he is surprised that Bitcoin is not at half of its current price. Given the high-profile implosion, he considers the asset's price hovering near $17,000 to be remarkable, considering many players have fled the scene to recover from the losses. The fund manager further projected that the flagship crypto asset would likely perform better once the Federal Reserve slows down on its monetary policy, and Bitcoin took a massive beating this year, as we all know, and veteran crypto analyst Nicholas Merton predicts more pain ahead. So there you have it. How low do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to drop this, uh, in particularly for this crypto winter? Keeping in mind that the current low is at 15,500. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next prediction of the day of a big Bitcoin rally incoming in 2023. So let's break this down. Synonymous analyst known as TechDev tells his 400,000 Twitter followers that the King Crypto will challenge conventional wisdom now that its price cycles are obviously driven by the halving cycles. Halving cycles are the four-year intervals when Bitcoin miners block rewards are cut in half with many investors believing have been playing a role in putting pressure on the price. TechDev predicts that Bitcoin largely ignores the next halving likely to happen in mid-2024 and instead turns bullish early next year. So that's right. He's saying that we're likely to turn bullish next year instead of having to wait for the next halving in the following year of 2024. TechDev predicts that a bounce in Bitcoin next year will coincide with a weakening of the US dollar, which he pins against the Chinese 10-year bonds to depict a cycle of global liquidity, as he shared in this chart, along with this tweet, 2023 to challenge the halving theory. The analyst argues that Bitcoin reached its top in April of 2021 rather than November, implying that bear market is deeper than many believe and therefore closer to a reversal. He uses Litecoin as an example of a coin that made a lower high in November rather than the a slightly higher high seen in the King Crypto, quoting him again here, Bitcoin topped April 2021. In my opinion, Litecoin structure is easier for most to digest. And Litecoin structure, you can see in this chart in the orange, parabolic top versus distributive, making November 21 a lower high. Majority still doesn't seem to understand corrective waves can make new highs. Used to be part a majority. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analysts that were likely to see a parabolic rally for the King Crypto in 2023 instead of continuing on with the bullish winter. Let me know your thoughts in the comments, which leads us to our next story of the day, another bullish prediction I'm going to be sharing with you from another one of my favorite analysts who is Mikhail Van de Pop. He says in a new strategy session, he tells his 164,000 subs, Bitcoin is currently trading within a wide range within resistance at 18,000 
12600 and at support at $12,300. According to the crypto analyst, the Bitcoin bulls must take out its immediate resistance to get any momentum going. As he shares here, everything that is beneath $18,600 can be classified as deviation or can be classified as trend continuation. If we are not able to get above eighteen six, you can argue that you're looking at $12,300. However, the amount of people that are currently focused on it is kind of heavy, which means that we are most likely not going to get there. Van Day Pop says that the Bitcoin bulls must push Bitcoin above a key level to trigger a massive short squeeze. A short squeeze happens when traders who borrow units of an asset at a certain price in hopes of selling them for a lower price to pocket the difference are forced to buy assets back as the trade moves against their bias, says Van Day Pop, quoting him here. If we are able to break $20,600. We are breaking the trend because we are taking out these highs of 20000 and the amount of short stops above this high is going to be sufficient, which means that most likely we're going to have a runner taking place towards this block here, which is the block at $29,200 and probably going to continue moving towards the block at around $38,500 as I think we're just going to take liquidity above here, which he outlines here in this chart. Let me know if you agree with the analyst that we're likely to rise and go parabolic next year for the King Crypto, hitting 38500 as outlined in his target. And to watch this video he did entitled End of the Bear Market, Bitcoin Must Break This Level First, check the show notes below the video in the description. And there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst, Mikhail Van Pop. I also like to point out some other very bullish Bitcoin price predictions heading into 2023. We have Tim Draper who tripled down on his quarter million dollar per BTC prediction by the second half of next year which is, what, uh, less than six months away. We also have Credible Crypto, bullish, predicting between hundred dollars to $150,000 Bitcoin price for 2023. And then we have many other analysts who are extremely bearish, saying we're going to more than likely continue into our bearish winter for the bulk of 2023 and potentially even hit a low between eight dollars to $12,000, as I've been covering here on the show, which theory do you think is most likely to play out? Also like to throw out there that the stock the flow model, which has been the most accurate price prediction model up until more recent times, also states that not till 2024, uh, we're likely to see that six-figure Bitcoin price, but I'd love to know your thoughts and comments right down below. With that being shared, now the moment we have all been waiting for, let's discuss Bitcoin being the only commodity in all other cryptocurrencies potentially being labeled as unregistered securities, as per Michael Saylor, as well as the Bitcoin OG himself, Max Kaiser. So let's break this down, shall we? This is Max right here. Now, in a recent tweet, Max, podcaster and former trader, quoted another major Bitcoin evangelist, Michael Saylor, former founder and former CEO of MicroStrategy, about Bitcoin getting picked by the head of the CFTC as the only commodity amongst crypto assets. That's right. Uh, this was pointed out by Michael Saylor, quoting this dude, and then say, uh, or, uh, and this was actually here. Today at Princeton, CFTC chairman, Rostin Binman, said that the only crypto that should be viewed as a commodity is Bitcoin, walking back from previous remarks made in October when he suggested it. And Max responded, I've been saying this since 2011. It is not if it is not Bitcoin, it is a security. El Salvador's new digital asset law makes this law. Nigel Bokele understood this when he made Bitcoin legal tender. Now the rest of the world is catching up. El Salvador is leading the world. 
facts. Now, Max reminded his Twitter followers that he has been of that opinion since 2011, when only two years had passed since Bitcoin emerged from the hands of the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto. You know what I mean? Now, Michael Saylor shared a link to an article in which Rostin, the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, stated he believes that the flagship crypto Bitcoin to be the only commodity on the crypto market. And he also added Ethereum, too. Now, I also like to point out that also Max has been going ham on crypto Twitter, calling XRP, Cardano, EOS, etc., all unregistered securities. So I want to dive a little deeper into EOS and Cardano in particular, which Max weighs in on. One thing to consider, if the ICO nature of both EOS and Cardano, Max thinks that both projects are unregistered securities and should be classified as such by the SEC. And assuming that happens, both projects would be nuked into the ground. However, they may both be fined to continue their operations. EOS was forced to pay $24 million back in 2019 for an unregistered ICO. Therefore, it remains doubtful a second investigation will be launched, although one never knows what the SEC has planned. And quoting Max Kaiser regarding this tweet, which was originally uh, posted here on December 10th. Interestingly, and this is from MCJ. Interestingly, Cardano raised $68 million, and despite bad press and endless attempts to devalue development efforts, Cardano is now the third biggest smart contract platform and has or has a market cap of $10 billion. Well done. And he tags Charles Hoskinson, the founder. And now for uh, Max Kaiser's response uh, right here. Oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. Uh, both Cardano and EOS are unregistered securities. Their days are numbered. If you still have money in these, prepare to lose. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Kaiser. Many of the 2017 to 2018 ICOs are on the list of unregistered securities. Although it was convenient to raise millions of dollars through crowd-based funding, it wasn't necessarily legal. Both Cardano and EOS may find themselves in hot water if the SEC decides to press further. That won't diminish the success of these projects, but it would cast a shadow over these ventures absolutely would. So there you have it. I also like to throw out there that the SEC has been going after XRP as an unregistered security. And this lawsuit started back in December of 2020, which was virtually two years ago. Charles Hoskinson, the Cardano founder or co-founder, he believes that the SEC is likely to win this case versus XRP set in president and then likely going after Cardano and other alleged unregistered securities. Max Kaiser has doubled down on this. Michael Saylor has doubled down on this and basically saying the only green light we have at this time is Bitcoin being it got the green light from the CFTC. And we know for a fact it is deemed a commodity because there is no central point of failure to go after. There was no ICO. There is no Ethereum foundation, etc., making it the most secure, fastest horse in the race for cryptocurrency. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Max Kaiser. And how do you think the regulators, the ones in charge, are likely to deem all of these other cryptos besides Bitcoin? Also like to throw out there that unfortunately, Ethereum is more than likely going to be deemed a security because of the obvious reasons. Now it is no longer a proof of work, but it is now a proof of stake, which defines security. So it is what it is, but it's going to be a very interesting 2023 to say the least. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.